How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavan and welcome back to another episode of the Talk Too Much podcast. This is episode number 71. Yes, 71 weeks. This week, I'm interviewing one of my biggest guests to date. He is one of the biggest artists in the world. Many of you may know him as the creator of the Cool Cool Man's Universe. His name is Danny Casale, otherwise known as Cool Man Coffee Dan. Danny Casale, as I said, is one of the best artists and biggest artists in the world. He has over 9.5 million followers on all his social media channels combined. His special character, the main character of the Cool Man's Universe, he didn't just draw this up and create a collection and it sold out and he made a lot of money. No, this character, he was working on it since he was young. So this is a character that he's built in his imagination that he's been developing over the years. And this collection is just the start uh, where he's introducing all his characters. But this collection is around Spesh, the main character of his story. And basically, these projects that he's going to put out, these NFT projects, um, they're, as as he's going to allude to in the interview, they represent the cool man's universe. They give us token holders a look inside inside Danny's brain and, and the journey he's been on since he was young. Many of you, if you want a comparison to how big he is, well, number one, as I said, I don't know if you can find an artist quite as impactful as him. Uh, They are, obviously, but you're talking about guys like Beeple, guys like uh, X-Copy, guys on that level. So I think Danny Casale, he, he named himself the bad animator because his animations are so crude, simple, but relatable. Um, the point of his animations is, I guess, for all of us to relate to them, to feel better, to really, I guess, get us going because... This world has, and I'm I'm speaking from experience here because I've placed a lot of pressure on myself to be successful throughout the years, but everybody's dealing with their own baggage. Everybody has their own journey and this whole world, everything, when you're going through it, it can feel overwhelming and I, I recognize that and I think the reason why I had such a good conversation with Danny is because we related on that aspect of like when you want to be successful so much or you want to do something so much. The world can get kind of overwhelming, and that's why that's where his art can't comes in. Like if you've ever taken a look at his Instagram at at the art he's put out, his animations are relatable and they make you feel better. The point behind them is, hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to beat yourself up. Let's get up. Let's get going, and and, and let's get to our dreams. And I know that sounds corny, but it's not that corny because there's no. If it was, he wouldn't have gotten to nine point five over nine point five million followers on social media. The reason he has this large of a following is because he's genuine and authentic. It's because he's done something no one's done before. His art is sending a message that needed to be sent. That I think we we needed to hear. I think I have this was without a doubt one of my favorite interviews. Um, I'm not. I say this every episode. It's kind of getting annoying at this point because I really mean this. But I do think this was actually like if I'm going to go on record and say this, this was my best interview in terms of relatability, in terms of the flow of the conversation. I just feel like. I vibe with Danny. I kind of I was like I learned a lot. That's the that's the honest truth. So I'm gonna go ahead go ahead on record and say this was without a doubt my best conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm a big believer in the Cool Man's Universe. If you want to get some, <clears throat> if you want to get some extra details on what's to come, how big the Cool Man's Universe project actually will be, this episode is is for you. Danny lays it all out and and then some. He gives you even more game. So I really think you guys will enjoy this episode. If you're a Cool Man fan. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about um, in 2022. This is, to me, my one of my favorite projects out in the space, especially after this interview. Um, it's something that I'm going to be holding forever. I'm going to always have a special in my wallet. So without further ado, everybody, let's get into the episode. The Graph is an indexing protocol used to query data from blockchains, player-to-player networks, or just storage networks like IPFS. Why is the Graph so important? No application can be built upon these networks without the Graph. Think about how long it would take to find one piece of data without the graph. 
The graph lets you index any blockchain, any storage network, any player-to-player -player network, and grab whatever piece of data you need to build the application you're building. The graph also makes data an open market. You can signal your favorite subgraphs on the graph's decentralized network to earn more GRT. That's right, data is an open market. You can earn more GRT by picking the right subgraphs. The graph also has the subgraph studio, where you can actually create your own subgraph and publish it on the graph's decentralized network. This means other indexers can come in and signal on your subgraph. Connect your wallet to the graph's website and start signaling other subgraphs or publish your own subgraph today to earn more GRT. Developers, crypto investors, NFT collectors. Wherever you find yourself on the Web3 spectrum, the graph is without a doubt one of the most vital protocols to your niche's success. Web3 marks the ushering in of a new technological era. What this means is that all data is stored and processed on open networks with verifiable integrity. And the graph makes all this data accessible to you in a fast, easy, and secure manner. Visit thegraph.com or check out any of their social media pages to find out how you can play a role in their ecosystem. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm actually very, very excited to do this. Um, I've done some reading on you. I actually just bought a Cool Man Universe like two weeks ago, and I oh, actually yeah. came across your work. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to start this off. Um, one thing I noticed about you is you started these characters. You started doodling when you were younger. Um, I'm going to start this off with why did you self-title yourself the bad animator? You know, dude, I... Uh... In, there's a few answers to that um you know in the beginning when when my animations first started popping off a few years ago these animations were so crude and simple um because i didn't i just straight up didn't know how to animate but i was still making it work and you know it was kind of like uh just me doodling on pieces of paper and and vectorizing it and just keyframing it in my editing program it was so rudimentary and simple it barely qualified as animation but it was getting all these views i had to title myself something definitely didn't want to title myself an animator i'd be setting the bar too high so i was like fuck it i'm a bad animator <laughs> sets the bar low uh and it's cool nobody calls themselves bad you know and i love self self-deprecation so uh uh you know and it just stuck people people find it funny and i still like to call myself a bad animator it's just uh it's it's the core of my being. One thing I've noticed, you just said you. I keep seeing this word around your art. It's crude. I keeps everywhere I go. You just said it. Everybody says that word. What do you mean by that? Just so I can get a better feeling for it. You know, it's it's got a lot more refined over the years and a lot more fluid. But there's a lot of uh, occasions where I'll be like, this animation has to be dumbed down. It has to be made more crude um, because the the that's the core of of cool man is is not being too professional um so like crude as in you know there's no um there's no other mouth pattern than the closed mouth and the open mouth and that straight up derives from me uh you know doodling these characters with a closed mouth on a piece of paper and then doodling an open mouth layer on another piece of paper and just layering it open yeah. closed mouth like that like stop motion and that became the cool man look you know so uh, I, didn't, I never wanted to lose that even if, as like maybe a little more frames got added to the characters but yeah no I, I'm, I'm constantly dumbing down 
um, the, the animations, even as they do get better, because I don't want to lose that crude feeling. And it's relatable. It doesn't feel like you're watching something straight out of like a Pixar, like, you know, you're watching Cool Man, you know, you want it to feel like, ah, shit, like, that's funny. Like, these characters are moving kind of rigid and, and, uh, you know, simply, but the, the message that they're conveying and carrying and explaining are so complex and beautiful. And it's like, that's the beautiful juxtaposition that I never want to lose. So you just said a couple of interesting things I want to touch on. I, for this interview, I was thinking about how to approach it. Like, cause I know you probably are going to do a lot of interviews and I, I was thinking like, how do I'm like, you know, what do I want to focus on? And for me, I, I read something you said that was so interesting and that I related to is you said that you want to take this to the level of the Simpsons one day and like have that impact on people. So you just started off by saying you love self-deprecation, but you also at the same time have this like sense of greatness and ambition inside of you, it seems like about your art. I guess I'm going to start off by back going back when you were a kid and you started doodling. What was your mental state like? Like, why did you start doing doodling and what were you thinking about that caused you to start this? I don't know if it was anything in particular that I was thinking about that made me doodle. The, the, the doodling was always just very natural to me. Um, I always um, was an anxious kid. Uh, I was like constantly worried about very unrealistic shit. I thought like every family member was dying if I didn't hear from them for an hour. Hey. Yep, so I, st I still think like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just like over, you know, I guess over working yeah. imagination. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that was why like I was doodling. But I think even before that, uh, before my brain was able to do that, I was still doodling and creating. And um, I, I just think there's something inside me for whatever reason that needs to be let out for that. As as I did grow up and get more and more anxious, though, and more and more uh, sentient that I am a human that exists and all the problems that come with that is like a anxious self-conscious kid coming up through you know elementary middle school high school uh, is that these doodles then definitely had a purpose and and it was uh, relieving it was calming it, it kept, kept me um, uh, tranquil it was it was uh, just yes it was me expressing myself but to who like I'm just doodling in class just to stay calm and stay awake and stay present um and these doodles weren't for anyone they were just for me you know in my in my homework and my class notes and and I think that's the purpose it serves it just kind of kept me um it kept me doing something with my hands um and the doodles would teach me shit like I would be sketching I would like black out I'd be sketching just line work or sketching a monster or whatever and uh, I would, you know, after like 30 minutes, I would, I would like come to and I'd be like, damn, what the fuck? This is, I didn't make this, who made this, you know, it just came out of me very naturally. So I think that, that just being a majority of my life and, you know, classmates like peering over at my desk and just seeing me do that shit. Um, it just became who I, who I am. And, and obviously as social media came into play that's when I was like, maybe, you know, there's elements here where I could put the doodles on social media. And it never really clicked until 2017 with my first real animation that went viral. But you, but hold on. Yes. But you started, didn't you discover YouTube in 2007? Yeah. Yeah. You I started at do, 12. Yeah. Like 11, 12. I, I was doing um, like domino toppling videos uh, in fifth grade and I would, I would upload that to YouTube. 
um you know and that that taught me a whole other set of lessons like the whole act of maintaining like a content schedule and uploading and interacting with your community and and nobody knew what youtube was and when i would tell them nobody would give a shit um you know this is like early youtube like 2007 so uh yeah i mean i just did my thing i had like a few hundred subscribers i was one of the top uh domino channels uh on youtube in fifth grade i created a word in the 2006 2007 youtube comment section uh that is literally used in the official domino wikipedia like domino official olympic sports today um and that word is sanimod which is just literally a method of setting dominoes up on their side it's dominoes spelled backwards i created that shit when i was 11 dude wait, wait, it's what it's like it's like it's in a world record book or something what'd you just say it's like an official term it's like that's in hilarious di dictionary um <laughs> uh, and that's just like it goes to show like the power even back then um that you know i created that and it's and i'm credited my username in 2007 is credited in the domino wikipedia but um yeah no it's it's that was very early lessons as to running a community running a channel running making content and and all the lessons that come with that honestly that might be one of the top fifth grade achievements i've heard of so far so i'll give you props on that i was going to ask you though because there's a lot to, that goes along with it what before i get to 2017 what do you think got was the reason that your that specific i, I read the snakes have legs one was the one that went off right yep what what do you think it was about that clip that went off? And what do you think it was about your journey the last 10 years that made you to release that clip? I think um, that clip being so simple, yes, but also carrying that um, that heavy messaging of of, hey, the Internet's an amazing tool that could be used for amazing things, i.e. setting a fucking official domino term as a fifth grader uh but <laughs> people are people are using it for awful reasons and you know it's like and and the summer of 2017 was was the epitome of that at least until 2020 where people were just you know it was a very politically charged yep. scene here in the states and and yeah. everyone and their mothers were sharing just stupid shit on facebook yep. and and then also worldwide, I didn't realize like there was political turmoil going on in Brazil at the time, just everywhere. Um, you know, and you could also take that message for something super simple, like maybe you're a middle schooler and you're getting cyber bullied or whatever. And you're like, you're like, why the fuck are people doing this on the Internet? Like, why can't people be nice? You know, so there was so many contexts and applications to your own scenario. But um, I didn't plan for that, really. Again, like it was my first animation. I was like damn like i i just maybe i just do a stupid video about a snake and, and this yellow character and then i was like you know the longer i stayed up i was like eh, maybe there's an angle here and i'm like what am i pissed off about today and i'm like people being stupid on the internet with this fake news shit like let me make it about that maybe that'll get a thousand extra views you know because it'll be relatable i was like oh cool it'd be like my first relatable video and not just random and uh that's obviously what took it to the you know strat like the stratosphere with with hundreds of millions of views over the over the past few years so um i think it was also the the visuals were so were so simple that people never really saw something like that before they thought maybe it was going to be like some like uh you know <laughs> shock value shit or some goofy shit 
um, like some new ground shit back in the day, but it, it was, it came home with like a valuable lesson that maybe you weren't expecting. Um, I think that's what hit. And, you know, your, your other question about leading up to that, you know, the years coming up to that in my life, I, I always did see like, um, there's, there's an element of like randomness that do connect with people. But I also, something that I learned on that day was the more you could connect on a human level and, and maybe confirm to someone watching that you're not the only one thinking this, um, that's where the true power is because people like to feel like they're heard and, and they're not crazy. And, and I never really tried a video like that until that day. And obviously, once I did, you saw where it goes, just the whole idea of like, relatability, and, um, you know, you're not the only one thinking this. And maybe this reminds you of someone else who, you know, you talk with about this type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think she was just, it was trial and error leading up into that video. And then it finally just clicked. Did it ever, where, did you ever feel like pressure? Like, yo, I, I really want to break through. I, I want to be something. Have you ever like put that pressure on yourself or no? It doesn't oh, seem like yeah. you have. Dude, I tried every shit, every creative endeavor, which way from Sunday to just find the thing that felt good to me and that worked. And obviously I finally found a version of it and I'm constantly uh, looking for the next version of it to make it even bigger and better. Um, but you know, I was doing vlogs for a little bit in 2016. And there's this very eerie clip where um, one of my video, I was like, I'm on camera, like celebrating, like, I was like, yo, guys, like, just want to celebrate my Instagram video got 700 views, just, uh, just goes to show that I'm one step closer to what I always wanted to be uh, sad and depressed, but famous on Instagram. And it was a joke. And then I like plugged my Instagram at cool man coffee, Dan, which had like 2000 followers at the time. And, and now it's like, you know, much bigger than that. And, uh, but it's like an eerie foreshadowing because it's like, you follow it. Yeah. I have millions of followers, but it's like, doesn't mean shit, you know, unless you're doing some good in the world. And um, yeah, that's why there's so many influencers out there that are fucking depressed. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't truly mean anything unless you're working towards something larger. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was always searching for that thing, man. And, and I tried vlogs, I tried podcasts, I, I, you know, I, and I would find different levels of success along the way. I, you know, had a popular YouTube channel in the early 2010s where it was me with Justin Bieber hair doing random comedy videos. And, um, and then, you know, in 2007 doing domino toppling videos. Um, and then everything in between, dude, you know, do being a production assistant on TV and movie sets in, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old um like you know trying to see like okay maybe i'm a musician trying to make music um you know all everything dude like just trying to scoping out the whole creative scene seeing what clicks with me and i always would have hoped that drawing and animation would have some sort of play in my life i never would have thought it would be what it is today i mean this is truly the fucking dream come true and i i, I still have to look around sometimes and be like dude how did this happen Bro, I actually want to touch on, on that vibe in just a sec, because I, I really think that I want to I want to I, I, I talked about your mindset before. I want to know how your mindset's changed, um, I guess, after it. But what I was going to say is before we get there, do you feel like you blew up when you stopped working? And I don't know if you've ever worked within your ego. I'm just going to tell you about me. Like, I felt like for the last two years, I've just been putting so much pressure on myself to be successful. And then 
recently I've started to work within my creative process and I just stopped worrying about that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you, you found more success when you were working within your creative process and just focused on getting better? Or do you feel like when you were just hustling, like ambitious about your like dream or trying out these different things that you found success there? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely something to be said about having like less control and also it's like Jesus take the wheel. It's like, yeah. yo, like I'm going to be doing my shit. Yeah. Hopefully something sticks. Yeah. Um, and maybe <laughs> I'll find clarity along the way, you know? And I think, I think I same, same, same thing is that you said, like two years ago during 2020, I, I feel like I actually almost burnt out and I almost quit everything because I, I was doing, I was just doing too much. And, and I felt this pressure to do it all because it was COVID and, and I was like, there's no excuses. I'm, there's nothing else going on. I got, I'm going to churn out content and try to, you know, grow my brand. And, and there's, if I don't do that during this historical year where there's nothing else to do, then I'm a failure. And that was that, you know, maybe coincidentally, maybe not, but that was the year I, my pages didn't grow at all, dude. Like my, my art didn't grow. It wasn't reaching new audience members. It, it was just it completely plateaued and, and maybe even was trailing down a bit. And I was like putting 150% of effort into it and just not seeing the return. And, and I actually got quite, um, I got, I got to a bad place where I was like, damn, this, this is going nowhere. Like, this is it, dude, this is the end of the trail. And um, it wasn't until I, I took a step back and really zoomed out. I was too in the thick of it. What made you take that step back? I think just really reaching the end of that, that trail and being like, okay, it's either I quit everything or I find a way to make this work. And, and, and I think the only way to make it work was literally me just taking a breath and stopping and, and just quitting the things that obviously weren't working. So it gave me the bandwidth to take a step back, just taking a minute, you know, it's like fucking take a minute, bro. Like, taking a step back, looking at everything, saying, what do you like here? What don't you like here? What could be better? Nixing the shit that you don't like, you know, saying, okay, I want to do more of this. How is that going to go down? Do you need help? Yes. Find interns, find an extra hand, a set of extra helping hands, reach out to a buddy. Okay. Now that that's working, what do we do from like thinking in terms of that, which just takes time. But I truly like, yeah, dude, I, I was like, I, when I found true success in the past year, year and a half is when I stopped being so controlling. And I oh, wait, just, how did you turn the How did you turn that ego or like not the ego, but like that desire off? Like, how did you calm it down? Oh, dude, fuck ego, dude. Ego just gets so in the way of everything. It does. Dude. It, it really gets does. So in the way of everything. I mean, trust, like have self-respect, make sure people aren't stepping over you. But I've just, you know, fuck ego, bro. Like it just slows shit down. Why do you want to be difficult to yourself and people that work with you? Don't you want to have an excellent reputation? Uh, you know, I, I think sure, like there's something to be said about thinking you're the dopest shit ever and, you know, things are going to come your way because of that. Hold that, but put it over here. You also want to think that you, you're not shit and everything and anything that's happening right now and that will continue to come your way is a goddamn blessing and finding the yin and yang of that and keeping that although it's tough and just moving forward there and just ebbing and flowing between like oh fuck yeah i'm on this podcast with you dude this is awesome like 
my ego is checked at the fucking door. This yeah. is <laughs> I get to talk with cool people like you. And then also, like, if someone tries to, like, you know, scam me over here, or try to eat up, you know, suck all my energy like an energy vampire and, like, you know, kill kill my motivation and time. And I'm going to be like, dude, fuck, come on. I'm, I'm not worth that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm way better than this. Bringing that ego back into it, having the self-respect. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, when people think of, like, oh, like, fuck, how the fuck does my video only have you know, 10,000 views, it should have more. It's like, dude, like there's a reason for that. And guess what? Your ego is only getting in the way of that. It's slowing down your creative process to find out how you could get 20,000 views or a hundred thousand views. So you're saying, you're saying that if you're not at the, where you want to be, that's on you. You get to put the ego away and get to work. Is that what you're saying? Like get better, for right? Sure, man. I mean, and, and that's like a very, uh, I've been a big fan of Gary V for Same. years and years. I discovered yeah. him in 2016. I, I think I attribute a lot of my rewiring since then to him but yeah i mean it, he, he he talks about that all the time it's like dude put in the fucking hours figure it out like if something's not working that's on you dude like you know which that comes yep. with a whole other set of like fuck <laughs> like if something's not working it's there's no one else to blame other than yourself people love blaming other people again ego if you have a team of like four people and you're the one with ego you're gonna blame it on the other three people maybe it's up to you maybe it's on you, bro. Maybe you shouldn't have worked with them, you know? So it's, um, it's not a pleasant way of thinking, but I think once you upgrade to that way of thinking, um, there's a lot less negativity. I think it's like, Hey, this isn't working. And the beautiful thing is I'm, I'm in control to fix it, um, and make it better. And, and I think once you realize that you're completely in control of your destiny, bro, um, that's, that's the next level of thinking, I think. I, I, number one, I hundred percent agree with literally just everything you just said. And I also now, like when I was hearing you talk, I was like, oh, I get it now. I get like the vibe behind these animations after having this like discussion with you. Like I see where like the motivation is coming from, where I want to target the special character before we even get how you got into the NFT space. Yeah. How, I guess, where did the inspiration for this special character come from and why did you name it that? So he was uh special was one of the first characters that i sketched um in the first few months of uh, me having an audience in 2017 after snakes have legs and it was this uh you know low res video uh the low res videos are always a little funnier um uh you know orange background and uh, uh a little like the early rendition of how special looked um just telling the viewer like hey you're special uh, if a murderer came up to me and said, I'm going to kill the person that's tagged in this video, I would say, no, I would stop him from doing that. That's how much I love you. That's how special I think you are. And it's just a weird, creepy, endearing video. And uh, yeah, you know, white cat like bunny thing, naked, two dots for nipples. Mm -hmm. People really liked it. I ended up reposting that video a few times over the next few years because it was that popular. And uh, it, it became the first piece of, uh, of merch. It was a, a little enamel pin. Um, and it also became like the first like uh, hoodie that I dropped in 2019. The, the character was on the back and your special was in the front. And it said your special in Japanese on the, on the sides, um, which is actually one of the uh, um, uh, attributes on, on, uh, in Cool Man's universe. There's a few specials wearing that hoodie because it's my first hoodie. Um, but is there, or is there Japanese inspiration for your, for your art? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I love Japanese culture. Um, there's no direct, like, like you know, callbacks, like, but it's just like Japanese anime, you know, it's just a beautiful. Yeah, I'm a huge anime fan. So when you said that, I caught my eye. I was like, yeah, dude. And I, I was like, I, I, I was, uh, I have a bomber jacket one of one bomber jacket with with uh with special on the back and it says you're special and says then it says you're special in japanese and then somebody asked me the other day like do you know do you know how to say you're special in japanese like fuck i don't and i have it right here and i'm like i gotta learn um but um but yeah dude i mean special is like special is is one of the first characters from back then and then he became some of the first faces of these merch plays and like you know, it's like for it's forever on a hoodie, it's forever on an enamel pin, it's forever on a sticker. It wasn't until 2020 um, where I I realized like I really need to like commit to a mascot, like the face of Cool Man Coffee Dan, because up until then it was just you know the random characters here and there, and it was like a whole cast of them, which is great. But you know, I wanted there to be that character that you thought of when you thought of my brand. And it was uh, very clearly special because like, you know, your special became the motto. Um, so I worked, you know, to kind of make him like cuter and, and he evolved and he and he got chubbier and stumpier and just a little more cuddly. Um, and, you know, I kind of figured out what his personality is a little more. He's like the uplifter. He's the leader of the other characters. Um, he's kind of dumb at times, you know, but he means well and still has the two dots for nipples and when it came time to name him it was like you know special sort for special um it just worked some things just work it took me a little bit to get there and be like let's commit to the the main face of all this so uh but you know it goes back to 2017 with that first year special video um so yeah i mean and then it came time to figure out like yo, what character do I use for this NFT collection? And I was like, dude, I'd be stupid not to use special, you know, the dude that yeah, made this whole page what it is with, with the your special motto and, and, and what everything that comes with that. So, yeah. Honestly, I also was thinking about what you were saying. Like when you want to create your Simpsons, your, if you want to take it to that level, I don't know if this is ever going to become a show. Who knows what you have in your head. But if you if you release Spesh, like I was just thinking about it when I when I first bought this character and I read that sentence, how you wanted to take it to the level of the Simpsons. If let's say you release your show in five, 10 years from why I was want, why I wanted to buy it was because I was just like, well, if he releases these sets of characters over the next couple of years, like to me, who knows what they could turn into like these could this could be like I could hold one of one of 10,000 of something huge. But beyond that, I also thought that what I, I what I notice about your collection is I, I, I use this term quite frequently. It caught culture. That's if you look at every successful NFT project, that's the standard. They have to catch culture and they right away where the community just buys in and believes into this project. So I guess I, I'm going to ask you is as you were creating these characters, how did you find out about the NFT space and what made you take your brand there? Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't think it's gonna be five, 10 years, by the way. I mean, dude, I got an offer, I got a franchise offer from Nickelodeon uh, a year or, or a month before uh, Cool Man's Universe dropped and I actually turned it down because Why? it wasn't good enough. Oh, yeah, so it's not gonna be 10 years, it's gonna be soon. Um, the, the all eyes are on Cool Man's Universe right now and, and special. And, um, that offer wasn't good enough, and I think the next offer will be better. And and I think, you know, the the it'll be very fun to finally make that shit happen. But um, yeah, dude, I have like 
Can I interrupt you real quick? There, Can yeah. I interrupt you real quick? I want to yeah, ask you something. It. Is it important for you when you're like evaluating these offers? Are you like looking at the brand behind them too? Like, hmm, would Nick work well with with Spech or with Disney or any other competitors I'm not aware of? Do you actually yeah. take that into account? For sure. I mean, you want you want the vision of and you want the feel and the tone to to be what you want it to be and to not be radically different than what I've built it up to be so far. Um, and, uh, you know, these different networks have those different tones and they have to play by different rules. Uh, a Nickelodeon is very different than an adult swim, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, find, you got to find the home for these characters that you, that you love. And, you know, I've even over the past few years, dude, I've got multiple show offers and I've turned all of them down, obviously, cause there's not a show yet, but yeah, it's because either there's, it's for a few reasons, but the main reason is always like. Um, is this the right fit for putting my babies on there? And that's why I, I felt like it was such a big move to make special and put all these other babies, the one of ones um, in this NFT collection forever is because that's how much I believe in, in, in this movement, you know, and, and it's not like a lighthearted, like, I'll just doodle up a character, you know, these one-off characters that I thought of while cooking my breakfast. It's like, nah, dude, this is my shit that I've been, building up forever kind of like clon with 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 his cool cast Literally, characters yeah. you know it's like this isn't some one-off shit that you don't care if it dies off it's do like you, this is my everything you know do you feel like two questions do you feel like special is like it's like the way you're talking because my dream has always been like i want to create the greatest american anime of all time i want to surpass the avatar one day wow and I, i'm obsessed with people who create characters i feel like you have like an imaginary best friend like like a guy that just has your back at all times. I don't even know how to, I know it's weird when I describe it like that, but like ah, just dude, the way you right. talk about special, it's like, like even behind you right now, like he's just always with you. Yeah, dude, he's, he's lurking, bro. Um, I mean, I, like I, I always, I always personified and like you thought like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if this fucking chair started talking? Like, what is this? Like, what is this like cactus thinking about? Like, I don't know why my head always went there. I always got weird fucking, I always got weird with it, dude. But um, yeah, like, I think that's a good way to just feel like never alone. And I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, shit. I, I would always walk around like when I was living in New York and I'm like, damn, dude, this is, this is definitely a simulation, bro. Like, there's no way, like, there's definitely cameras on me or something. Yeah, shit, I always dude. feel like that. You know, like, and I, and I, and that also just makes everything a little less serious. If, if like you're going through, if like, you know, your girl's like breaking up with you or some shit, and you just think about like, you know, everybody watching you, like you're on the Truman show, and you're like, what would I do if I, if this was like scripted right now? And like, what would I do if like people are like, if this matters, if this moment is actually like, you know, if this, and again, it's like zooms you out, dude. Like, obviously, life matters, but it zooms you out and being like, okay, I'm going to look back on this moment for the rest of my life. Let's imagine if there's an audience watching right now. Imagine if your life is that movie. Um, that's kind of how I always thought. And like, I thought every, every character, uh, and wait, 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 can you answer that. Wait, wait, answer that question. Like you, what, what would you, what were you thinking if that was the case? Like if people were watching, I, I, yeah. I just, I just handle myself in the best possible way I could handle myself in that moment, you know, like, what, like if if there was an audience watching your your life's movie if yes. your life was a movie yeah. wouldn't you want to carry yourself in the best way possible and not make a fucking fool of yourself that's yes. how i always thought about it mm -hmm. and and my dad told me this piece of advice 
and he was like uh um you know when like whenever bad shit would go down or like stressful shit would go down he was like if your life was a movie wouldn't you want it to be a good movie with its ups and downs and it's like an emotional roller coaster and you want people yeah. to be invested if they are watching your life movie and and that's i went down a rabbit hole with, with answering this question but um um what was the original where, where where do we start dude we were going on we went on like three tangents but we were trying to attack you going into the nft space but then we were talking about energy wow we we derailed so i mean yeah i mean this how i got into nft space was just listening and looking around man and um you know it, it came into my my um you know uh public eye as 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 it did with most people's which was beginning of of 2021 um and i was like um like this is really cool but i'm like all my friends are hitting me up about it and like they're like hey, what are you thinking are you gonna do anything i'm like i don't know i i really don't know how it works yet i still have to like poke around and learn and i also just you know there was like exclusive platforms they had to get like invited to yeah. and i was like okay all right you know put it at bay for a little bit just continued to listen and watch it wasn't until march where i finally figured out how to use OpenSea. And I uploaded three um, animation uh, animations like uh, like loops, like gifs, and you know put those up for for bidding. And two of the three sold. I remember when one of them sold for two Ethereum. It was from a fan from my Instagram, and I was yeah. like, "Damn!" Like it was like you know when Ethereum was fifteen hundred, and yeah. I was like, "Yo, fuck yeah, this is crazy!" I was like <laughs> celebrating on the phone with my buddies. I was like, "Dude, I just sold an NFT. It's crazy." Then nothing else really happened for you know a few more months and um uh then over the summer is when the you know the generative collection started coming out i was like that's really interesting and and i started seeing you know crypto punks and, and bored apes and cool cats and i was like that's really cool that i mean but maybe the ship has sailed maybe that was like the one-time thing um and my buddy david was like dude like you should start thinking about how this would play out with your characters. And I was like, damn, maybe I should. And uh, I really didn't start considering it until July, um, August, and then, you know, put it into action. You know, I was just like, fuck it, let's go for it. And, and it took really since the end of August to December when it minted to uh, build it out the right way and, and get, you know, gain people's trust. I, I like, I knew for a fact that like, I was going to come to this space and people were going to be hesitant because of my social media numbers. It really? wasn't going to help, you know? Really? Oh yeah. I mean, people probably thought I was coming in for a quick buck, you know? Um, maybe they thought I was like influencer, celebrity, whatever the fuck. And, and I, I understood that that's, that's not on, on, on them. It's on me. I'm coming into the space as a, as a newbie saying like, hey yeah sure i have millions of followers but here's who i am as a, as a dude and as, as an artist that is nothing but validation for how much these characters are loved around the world those aren't my followers those are these characters followers yeah. and uh you know i think i maybe also have have been the first or one of the first artists of of that like with those types of follower numbers to come into this space and there's going to be hesitancy around that and and doubt and like like maybe people think uh, I'm trying to just like get that quick coin and I'm glad that we spent months and months and months um you know telling my story and just me being like yo here I am like what's up like let's chat nice to meet everybody 
And then obviously after Mint, continuing that conversation, obviously people don't think that anymore, which is great. Um, but I, I knew that was going to be a little bit of a, of a obstacle in the beginning, because why would you think that someone with a million followers, uh, you know, is coming into the space off of honesty? You've seen it so many times before where that's not the case. You just Yeah, but your content is it. just like you said, your content is like so genuine. Like, I feel like if someone were to like dog you, I'd be like, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, just it's just such a genuine content. I feel like you said it best at the beginning of the episode. Everybody can relate with it. Like, for me, I'm going to confess something to you. Like, I really... I, I really, just like you said, I hate my ego and I, I've had this pressure to be successful. I grew up with an immigrant family and they put a lot of pressure on me and I hate my ego. But when I watched your video of, of Spesh saying, Hey, if you made it through last year, that's enough. It, I, I just remember looking at it. It just hit me. I just, I didn't. And I just, I instantly, I felt there were some uncomfortable feelings there. So I just put the phone down and I ignored it, but it came back to me later. And I was just like, I kept rewatching that video and it kind of like, toned me down so i really related to it are there any other plans i guess uh for your future to release number one more characters into the cool man's universe uh for your show that you just said yeah i mean um so it's called cool man's universe for a reason um there's going to be um a ton of of fun angles to explore other areas of this universe um and you know, if it was called Species as the project, it'd be one thing. It's just Species, but uh, it is called a universe for a reason. Um, you see with some of the the rares and the one of ones, there's obviously other characters uh, in my universe. Um, and exploring that will be a lot of fun creatively. But also like, yeah, you take one look at my Instagram page or my TikTok, you're like, okay, there's like a fucking party here. Yeah. Um, there's a ton going on to be explored. That's why this thing is a long play, man. Um, and then I'll remind everybody that the point of, of Cool Man's universe, the storyline is for Spech to find his best friend and Spech still hasn't found his best friend. So um, yeah, to answer your question, called the universe for a reason and where does that go we'll see can i ask you one question regarding that now th there's two ways i look at that statement are you it sounds like that's if that's the point of, of cool man's universe especially finding his best friend do you get a little hint to us fans do you feel like special take a special long long time in your career to find his best friend or do you think he'll find his best friend soon and you'll build off that for the rest of your career such a good question um i think Everybody will have to uh, be a little patient, wait and see. Um, there's going to be hints along the way. You know, what I am enamored with this being is through things like the cut scenes that are going to be dropping throughout the year, even things like the New York City screening in March um, of the never before seen full episode, fully produced episode from my, from cool man's universe. Oh, um, what? there you're going to be able to, there's Easter eggs, like just like Marvel, you know, has done so well over, over the years, there's Easter eggs, there's shit to, uh, pontificate on. Oh, I never fucking used that word in my life, dude. <laughs> I, I hope I use that word correctly. I there. think you did. You used it smoothly, <laughs> yeah, used it smoothly. <laughs> but, uh, you start, piecing shit together and you're like eh, what who's right who's wrong who's the fan theories bro uh, oh my god i cannot wait for those to come out and it's all going to be done through these mega hype 
beautifully produced, beautifully animated um, cut scenes where there will be hella Easter eggs to uh, for people to do their thing with. And do you see, uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions before I let you go. Do you see NFTs being a main part of, of your vision as you go forward? 100%, man. I've, I've never been more sure of anything. What we're experiencing right now with NFT culture and, and early Web3 is there, like the amount of parallels this has personally to me to 2009 YouTube. 2009? uncanny 2008 2009 why nobody cared what youtube was i was doing youtube i had friends that were doing youtube but only friends that i met on youtube um here i am in eighth grade you know people are like what the fuck is this weirdo doing on youtube man like why is he so quiet in school <laughs> you know, and he's so like animate on youtube but the coolest moments to me was once a year i would go to vidcon uh, in California. And that's where I got to meet all these other YouTubers who got it, who spoke the same language as me, who, who were all weirdos. We were all weirdos together. And then, you know, a few years later, Vine came out 2013. All of a sudden, all the popular kids in school were starting to make videos. Interesting. Okay. And then like you had some Vine stars come out. Now, like more people thought it might be cool to do YouTube. By 2015, everybody and their mother wanted to be a YouTube star. These YouTube stars started going on fucking billboards, dude. A few years later, TikTok comes out. Okay, okay, what's happening here? Now, everyone and their fucking grandmothers wants to be a TikTok star. I've seen that 10, 15-year narrative going from fifth grade me, not even no one knowing who, what the fuck YouTube even was, to now. In some respects, YouTube stars, TikTok stars are bigger than actual celebrities, movie stars and TV stars, all the shit that happened in between. It went from, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to do that to, I want everything to do with that. My dinner out with, with Vinny Hager and Klon was the first time I felt something like that since the first VidCon in 2010. It just, when felt was like this dinner? This was three nights ago, Wednesday night. Oh. Um, and it was like the first time I felt like, damn, I'm with my people. This is fucking awesome. And it was such a relief. It was a weight off my shoulders. It felt I, like I was fucking understood. How and was it? Like, how was it talking to Klon? Because you guys really do have a similar story. You guys both worked on this these characters. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, NFTs. Let's create these characters. Like, no, these are like backbone characters of your careers. Like, how was that interaction with him? It was great, man. I mean, it was good to be around both of them. Um, you know, Klon specifically, his story's wild. His pinned tweet on Twitter is, yeah. you know, he shows the before and after photo of, yeah. of his little tent set up from 2015 to the cool cats take over on the Jumbotron in Times Square. Like it's, it's, it's all just very inspiring, man. And, and the three of us drew, we got a little drunk and we drew this, uh, the, uh, so we put tight. it on Twitter. We drew a collab, so like Sharpie drawing I saw that. that. Yeah, dude. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just the, the feeling of like, you know, being, around people that make you feel understood. It goes back to the beginning of this conversation. Like there's nothing more powerful than, than feeling understood, feeling heard, relatability. That's why I think my videos do what they do. Um, and, and it's just a very human emotion. It's like you find someone who's like you or someone who understands you, someone who's going through what you're going through. And it's a beautiful feeling. You feel that connection there. So yeah, man, I mean, parallels man I, i've never been so sure of everything anything in my life it's 
it's where NFTs are right now and how some people are like, fuck NFTs is the same spot where YouTube was in 2008, 2009, when people were like, fuck YouTube. Um, and, and by fuck YouTube, it's like fuck online video and content creation. And you see where that got, where it's everything now, dude. Every fucking buddy wants, wants to do it. Every company's trying to fucking do it. That's where this is gonna go. It might happen much, much, much quicker than 10, 15 years. It might happen in five years. Um, but I've never been more sure, man, the parallels there are uncanny. I guess I 100% agree with you. And I was actually just thinking about like, while you were saying like how long it will take for us to get to the point where like everything is an NFT. Cause it doesn't even that cup you're drinking, the people that make that plastic cup, why would you just sell that plastic cup, make it into an NFT and add a, a digital asset to it. For sure, but I was going to, I was going to ask you, I guess, to end this convo. If, if you could give me one prediction, if I had to talk with you a year from now, and I would say, Danny, what do you think cool man's universe would look like in a year? What answer would you give me? A year from now, um, a year from now, all four quarters of the roadmap will have been um, fully executed, will be officially in. By know, the way, the last three aren't released yet, right? Only quarter one's been released, right? Quarter one is released. Yep. Yep. Um, all the cutscenes that I'm talking about would have been, you know, released and, and uh, pieced together and have told the story of Spesh. All three planets will have been explored and everything that comes along with that, all the stories and lore that come along with that. And there will be a conclusion at the end of the story, at the end of the year. Where that goes is um, it's kind of like the end of the first Iron Man, you know? And then a bunch of other shit came out after that that turned yeah. it in, into a true Marvel's universe. Do you, um, quickly, I want to ask you a quick question. When you are starting your productions on these cutscenes, these episodes, the show, do you do all the animation or do you direct people to do it for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole team now, obviously, to make sure everything's getting done. If I was doing it all, it would have been like uh, like 2020. I cannot possibly do it. But um, we're, we're building out a beautiful team of very talented um, um, animators and illustrators and marketers and 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 devs and website designers, you know, all the things that just keep this running. And, um, and, you know, these, these, these things really do that need that many people to make sure everything is quality and, and, and dope as dope as it could possibly be. Um, I keep burping, dude. I don't know what the no, fuck I mean, is that's all right, me too. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, a year from now, it's going to be, it's going to be the, the start of where people will start to be like, Oh shit, this is actually, a universe it goes back to that word being in the name this is not just uh you know again it's not me coming in you know and then packing up and leaving it's it's a long it's a long fucking beautiful play and this whole time i'm going to ask one more question is special always going to be the main character of as we all follow the story is special always going to be the main character special is the leader man special is that Specials like that, that uh, I think the Iron Man example is perfect. You know, he's the dude that that keeps everybody moving in the right direction. And and, you know, even in my book, he's the main character. He keeps the other characters moving ahead. Um, you know, think of like a Winnie the Pooh with all the other characters. Think of an Elmo with all the other puppets like. Oh, um, OK. That makes a lot of sense now. SpongeBob, I like that. like that's how I see special. But really quickly, and my last question, I just use I, I love that because that makes sense. But I have one more question. Do you view Spesh on the this is very important on the mature side or 
uh, for like the younger audiences? Which which are you targeting? Because I do believe there's some authenticity about the way you like talk, like cursing. I think that's very authentic in a brand. But or are you trying to limit that, for example, for the younger audience? Is that something that's crossed your head? Yeah, I mean, I, I've dialed down on the cursing um, for for spe- as far as the animations go. But, you know, there's 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 a really beautiful way of thinking about how things can branch out and expand over time where, you know, right now, this is for all ages. You, you know, you think of how special looks, you think of my videos, you think of the book, it's a seven year old can watch it uh, or a 77 year old can watch it and they get a lot of the same values, maybe different values based on where you're at in your life. You read into different things um, a little deeper, uh, certain analogies a little deeper. You know, there's a chapter in my book about a robot who misplaced his arms and, and how he's dealing with that. He misses his arms and it's a whole chapter about dealing with death and grief a seven-year-old may not understand that, but a 37-year-old definitely will, um, or a 17-year-old even. So I think, um, you know, this this really does branch out to a bunch of different um, avenues, but for what it is right very now, it is for all ages. Although me personally, I am, uh, you know, I'm fucking cursing up a storm and I'm, you know, doing whatever, but these characters are definitely meant to appeal to all ages. And um you know i think think of like an adventure time think of a regular show those characters can be watched by you know 25 year old stoners and it could be watched by a nine-year-old who's getting babysat and it could be watched by a fucking 40-year-old philosopher you know it's it's that's the beauty of cartoons as it really is for everybody if it's done the right way and it carries the right messaging I honestly, no, I honestly, that's been my obsession since I was younger. And that's something I've, I wanted to like get info out of you is I really want to create my own character one day. I, my last question would be, did you draw special like thousands of times over and over again throughout your life? I'm assuming you have, huh? Yeah, I got, got a post-it of him right here. I, I, I doodle him randomly. Look at that little fucker. Dude, <laughs> that's tight. That is tight. Randomly. Yeah, man. I mean, he's, uh. He's, he's probably on a few other places in this in this place but um yeah man I mean he he's he's definitely been doodled a, a, a bunch of times over the years and he's my dude I'm, I'm so thankful that that he exists man he's he's me in a lot of ways and and where he'll take me is is uh you know I cannot wait to to see where did you goes, did man. you have that in mind when you created him like a ver- another version of you um I think it just happens very naturally. Okay. You know, the, the artist aspects of the artist always gets carried through to whatever they're making, whether it's a character or a painting or something abstract. But I think that 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 very naturally happens, and then sometimes more than others. But he's special is the optimistic leader that I aspire to be, um, and he's not perfect. None of us are. Um, but it's 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 nice to be around him and it's nice to be reminded of of these uh, simple um, your specials, your your loved, uh, you're not nearly as ugly as you may think you are. Those things that maybe we don't hear enough. Those come from Spesh. I definitely agree with that. And I, I can honestly say this project's gone, you know, uh, it's grown on me big time. And I've also, Thanks, as you said throughout this video, I think for me, the the cutscenes and I now I'm familiar with the word the crudeness. Uh, of this art is really what got to me. Danny, thank you so much for doing this. I believe it or not, I actually really, really enjoyed this interview. Um, I actually 
I thought for the most part of this interview, I thought I did not, I didn't, I didn't expect to, I thought we'd speak about NFTs throughout like the whole time. Mm. I thought we, I I really enjoyed talking about energy and stuff. Like you gave me some good life lessons as well. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm really happy you took the time to do this. Dude, that means I'm I'm glad to hear that, man. Thanks so much for having me on. And um, yeah, man, this is just the start of it all. Like where this goes is, is a, it's a real beautiful journey here on out. And uh, it means a lot that people like you, see that and, and are a part of it dude it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year fun first year i will say though it's i also think like you said it throughout this episode it's like if you got it like if you're not where you want to be it's because you don't got it like then i feel like people relate to it because it's there it, you got it and just to i guess what i was my last thing i will say is this episode will be out monday i do apologize if i bother you on twitter or instagram i'm gonna go monday tuesday wednesday i do matt gorilla marketing every week oh, yeah. so i apologize dude no i i can't wait to to uh to post about it, bro. This is a beautiful conversation. I feel like I got to talk about, you know, a little bit about where do you myself. live? Dude? You live in LA. LA. Yeah. How about you? I live in Vegas, but I'm moving to Miami. Hopefully. I don't know if you know what recur is. Do you know what recur is? No, I don't. The, the NFT company that they have the IP to hello kitty care. I'm, I'm interviewing oh, for them right now. Yeah. Oh, but shit. I, That's dope. I, I just want to, I've been living in Vegas for seven years. I was just like, dude, let me blitz Miami. Like I want to change. I want to try something. Yeah, Miami's dope, dude. I, I just did our puzzle there, but I saw your mural. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. It. I'm going to be back there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be back and forth to Miami a ton. Um, so uh, I, I'm, there's definitely going to be events there as oh, well. Oh, if you're going so. to that, yeah, we'll see each other for sure. Well, we're for in the sure, NFT space. For yes. sure. Miami's dope. Miami's uh, I could see, I, I could see you being in Miami. It's a, it's a fun, energetic place, dude. So. Is it, is it, is it the, it's the crypto capital of the world, right? It's like, we're all. There is, I would say that's a fair statement. Do you like I'm it more than crypto LA? Crypto per capita, you know? Do you like Miami. it more than LA? Um, I, dude, I'm too, I feel like I got fucking ADD. I don't know if I'll be able to focus in Miami as much as I'm able to focus in LA. Wait, why do you um, say that? there's always something going on in my <laughs> it's a lot of fun bro it's a really? lot of fun you're gonna okay. have a lot of fun there i'm interested i'm interested well, thank you <laughs> thank you and I'll, I'll post this episode monday i'll reach out to you hell yeah dude appreciate you dude good meeting you yes sir be safe take care